Hey, fellow Mathers, before we get into this episode, we want to share with you how you can get access to free content, professional learning that will keep your students engaged and doing the math that matters. Get ready to go to this link, mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. That's right. Registration is open for the free Math is Figure Outable challenge that's starting May 15th and runs to the 17th at 7 p.m. Central. We're going to have three nights jam-packed with learning and routines that you can take straight to your classroom. In these challenges, we have a great time. We do some math, talk about classroom experiences, give away super cool bonuses and prizes. You won't just walk away with routines that are naturally engaging and encourage your students to think mathematically. You'll also have a chance to win over 6 k worth in prizes, including a few virtual PD sessions for your school. I'll be joined by my wonderful co-host, Kim, and special guest, Jenna Labe. You can register at mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge for a fantastic learning experience. That's mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. Now on to the show. Hey, fellow mathematicians. Welcome to the podcast where math is figureoutable. I'm Pam Harris. And I'm Kim Montague. And we make the strong case that mathematizing is not about mimicking steps or rote memorizing facts, but it's about thinking and reasoning, about creating and using mental relationships. We take the stance that not only are algorithms not particularly helpful in teaching, but that mimicking algorithms actually keep students from being the mathematicians they can be. We answer the question, if not algorithms and step-by-step procedures, then what? So we're in the holiday season for a lot of us and Happy maybe holiday. with your kids. So last week we talked about some of our favorite games and suggested some things that maybe you wanted to add to your list. Um, gift and so giving. Uh-huh. Gift giving, right? And so we want to share a little bit about ways that you can bring math into your family time while you're home with your people. Yeah. So if you're spending a little bit more time with your people uh, this time of the year um, at home, I know I'm going to be, we're going to have all of our kids here this holiday season. I'm so excited to have them all home. Mm -hmm. We're kind of empty nesters um, a little bit. And so having all four plus the two new is just going to be really fun. What kinds of things might you do if you have littles at home and you want to kind of bring math more into your home and your experience with them? We mm-hmm. often get uh, questions of, um, from teachers about what they can do with their own littles and what they can tell their parents. Uh, so mm-hmm. parents of their students, what can they do mm-hmm. as they have uh, their students at home with them? And so we thought we'd spend just a minute talking about some of the things that we've done in the past, some of the things we think that would work well as you're just sort of do- going about your normal everyday uh, stuff. So I'm going to just say I like to bake and I don't bake a lot, but I do around December. So Mm -hmm. when it gets near Christmas for me and my family, I'm a baking machine, which also means I do tend to put on a few pounds. I'm not going to do that this year. This year I'm going to exercise. Yeah, there you go. I'm going to exercise, exercise, exercise so that I can um, imbibe just a little bit. Uh, But anyway, I do like to bake. We like to make fudge. Um, We like to make sugar cookies and decorate them. And in fact, a colleague of ours, Holly, has just told me a new recipe for frosting. I'm excited to try. And as I try that new recipe for frosting, I'm going to be talking out loud with my kids. I'm going to say things like, what if we were uh, only making half of this recipe? So Mm -hmm. especially when you're talking with um, students that are just or kids that are just starting to learn fractions, grab something that needs like a half a cup. 
or a half a teaspoon and say things like, what if we're only making half a recipe? What is half of a half? And when they say, well, we could just eyeball it. You could say, well, sure we could, but do we have a spoon or mm-hmm. a cup that, that is that measurement? Like, could mm-hmm. we think about that? Um, I know I've been talking to a friend in South Africa that measures things in milliliters. And she was uh, talking about how they, they're often thinking about a quarter of a thousand milliliters. And so what does that look like? Well, what is a quarter of a thousand? Can you think about a half of a thousand? And can that help you find a quarter of a thousand? So um, instead of just using the cup that it says, start wondering about half of a batch. You don't even have to make half of a batch. Just wonder about it out loud. Right. Or triple it or quadruple it or, you know, in some some way kind of. And, and then when you're tripling and quadrupling recipes and you're even if you're actually doing it or wondering about it, <laughs> don't choose the thing where it's like, hey, we need one cup of flour. If we triple this, how much are we going to like, don't ask that one. Ask the one where you need three tablespoons of something. If we triple this, how many will we need? And then when you're, let me just stay there for a minute. So um, I don't make pancakes very often, except when all my kids are home that I want to be like, Hey, let's have some waffles or pancakes or something. Well, I have a homemade recipe that calls for three tablespoons of uh, teaspoons, three teaspoons of baking powder. So three tablespoons of baking powder. Well, if I'm going to quadruple that batch, I can put in three times four, 12 teaspoons of baking powder. I can do that. But at one point I said to my son, I was like, dude, figure out what other measurement that is. I don't want to sit here and measure 12 Uh of those. Like, can Uh we figure out, is there some, can it be a quarter of a cup plus another teaspoon? Like there's got to be some kind of, and honestly, we wrote it down. I don't remember what it was anymore. But, but that's the kind of conversation that you could just, sure. just have, you know, it's just like sort of raise it. Like, like I'm lazy. I don't want to measure all these out. Could, you know, kind of help me yeah. think about that. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm not a real big baker. Um, <laughs> okay. You're not, not a baker at all. Let's it's not clear. my thing, but I do have a son who, um, loves the things he loves dessert. And so I have started saying to him, fantastic. I'll buy the stuff, but you're going to help me. And it's been wonderful. He has his own little cooking set with you know the spatulas <laughs> and the measuring cups and things and and he's really because it's for him and because he's invested then he has spent more time talking about measuring tools and um different amounts and fractions probably earlier than he would have had he not been involved so just involving them in general i think gives a lot of opportunity to have those conversations totally also cool. my kids often, thanks grandparents, get money around this time Ah. and they spend time planning out what they think they want to get for spending on their money, right? So because they have Amazon, they can look on the Amazon, find out how much something costs and they want to know, are you covering tax for me? Which is the answer, no. So they have to (laughs) calculate how much money do they have and how much, what are they going to have left when they spend it? Do I want to spend it? So lots of adding, subtracting decimals, considering, um, you know, saving and spending every year. I'm sure they're also doing some estimating and rounding and making sense of things. And Mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. Nice. And so rather than just a a bit of um, trial and error, you're actually encouraging them like, let's plan this. Let's actually, you know, make make some sense of things. Isn't this the time of the year for book orders too? 
lots of, well, lots of different times throughout the year are scholastic book order times. And so same kind of thing, you know, a lot of them are 99 cents or two ninety nine, And so there's a lot of opportunity. We get holiday book orders most often. And so there's a lot of opportunity for nice round numbers, right? No, they're all the 99s. But it's been so much fun because we can have conversation about um, estimating or thinking about the total amount and then backing off a little bit since they have a lot of 99 or 98 cents compared at the end. Absolutely. That's lots of over strategy going Uh on. Very cool. Very cool. So another thing I'm thinking about is uh, involving my kids when they were younger in wrapping presents and just like, Hey, this is a rectangular prism. Like let's, uh, are you going to do this the long way, the short way, and kind of the spatial sense Mm -hmm. of wrapping presents and sometimes letting them use too much wrapping paper and then noticing that. I mean, wow. Cause you did it that way. Look how much extra, if you would have done it this way. Um, but also, uh, (laughs) we have kind of a funny thing in our family. My husband refuses to wrap anything that is not a rectangular prism. So it, whatever it is, now I'll do, I'll like jury rig it. Like I'll like make a big like uh, bonbon out of it, you know, where you sort of like wrap it up and kind of have the ends and put ribbons on it. And just <laughs> like, yeah. It's like, are you serious? Because you know, it's this lumpy, whatever. Yeah. And he's like, no, then we can't stack it. And I'm like, why nope. do we have to stack the presents? Can't we? Anyways, every year it's a, it's a, an argument. It's a discussion between <laughs> um, him and me. He will find a box no matter what. He will find a box to put it in and then he'll wrap the box and it's whatever. So a couple of years ago, I decided, um, oh yeah, oh yeah. So I bought a box of boxes. And it's these beautiful, like they're already kind of, they're like not really wrapped, but they're, they're you don't wrap them because they're like already wrapped. And I'm like, here, here, honey, here you go. And he loves it. Like I it was, it was a big joke for me and he loves it. He's like, I'm just putting everything in those boxes. I might anyway. need those. Kind of saves wrapping paper too. So that's kind of a nice earthy thing. Yeah. All right. I'll give him that. Fine. Fine. All right. So another thing that we do around our house is um, after we make all that stuff, um, like Christmas cookies and fudge and can I even think of all the other things? Mostly those. We make a a ton of different kinds of cookies, the kinds you can froth. You don't care. Anyway. So after we make all that stuff, then we will um, take them to our neighbors and Carol. So mm-hmm. we like to sing in our family, mm-hmm. which I know I've, I don't sing on air. My kids are saying right now, please, mom, don't sing on air. So mm-hmm. I'm not the soloist in the family. I could carry a part. I could carry a tune. And so out of us, we have we have good four parts and so we go caroling. As we do that, I will often have the discussion. Okay, so if we're going to go carol to our six neighbors or whoever we choose that we're going to you know, deliver some goodies and go caroling, how many of these kind of cookies should we make? How many batches mm-hmm. of this should we make? Like, let's say, how many plates do we need? How much plastic wrap, like whatever, all the things. Mm -hmm. I just don't do it all myself. I just involve my kids in the conversation. Um, It has actually been interesting to then have my daughter come back and say, Hey, I was asked to make this stuff for this thing. And because you're always involving me when you're deciding how much to make and how many, you know, all the things she's like, uh, all of her peers. So she's at university level. She's uh, 20 years old. She said, all my peers, they were like, how do you know how much to make and how much to buy? And she's like, we do this all the time. Anyway, so just the more you can kind of involve them in that kind of whatever it is that you yeah. do, just involve them in the conversation. You know, like, um, yeah. like I mentioned, we're gonna have the new frosting recipe. All right. We're, you know, like, let's, let's decide it's new. So I got to like figure yeah. out how much are we making? How much of the ingredients we're going to make all that kind of yeah. stuff. You're giving them experience, right? So that they can fall back on that experience, just like we talked about um, yeah, a couple weeks that's ago. What yeah, teaching's all about. Let's give yeah. them the experience. Absolutely. So I will admit that because we are a little on the go and a little busy, we do not do a super often 
regular sit down dinner together. So this is especially um, common during this time. Lots of like face to face, fully intentional meals. Um, so wait, so wait, wait. So when you said you don't, that's because typically not. Typically, during... it's sports and things and all the clubs and whatever, right? Um, right so but at this, this time, time of the year, of the year, there's a gotcha. lot more of that. And so we actually like to play dinner games as well as board games. And so oh. we will play games like guess my number or play I have you need a little bit with with something a little funky, a little bit different, maybe some fractions now that they're older, maybe with some decimals. Not long, not long enough that it's 30 minutes of me, you know, drilling numbers at them, but we'll <laughs> as they're setting the table, we will play a little something. Um we have pulled up Math Stretch at and had conversation about it. Now, that might not be super interesting to everybody, but it might be. If you've never tried it, it might be interesting for your kids to just hear you talk out loud about how you're thinking about something. And the more experience they have with that, the more natural it will become. Nice. Nice. Yeah. And yeah. you mentioned setting the table. So, uh, y'all, if you have littles, a thing that you can do is say, okay, let's set the table. How many pick it plates do we need and mm -hmm. then when the little you know i'm talking three four five year old when mm -hmm. that little says well i don't know then you can say well how many people do we have and and, mm -hmm. and if they say well we need we need lots of plates we need a hundred plates a hundred plates wow that would like or or if they say six and they're just guessing mm -hmm. then give them six and when there's when they put them around the table and there's extra you can say oh how many did we really actually need how many extra do we have then since you said six or a six would be exactly what my family would need until I just got two new daughters-in-law. But yeah, the, the point is like, give them the, you know, like estimate first, give them the number that they said, kind of build that one-to-one -one idea. How many do we need? You think that many? Well, let's try it out. Oh, that wasn't enough. How many more do we need? Okay. Well, that's interesting. We needed five plates. We needed five cups as well. Ha! Who knew? You know, mm -hmm. you're just sort of noticing and kind of bringing it up as you're kind of just doing the stuff that needs to, to happen anyway. Yeah. Totally cool. I think something that you and I both do is um, go on walks with our families. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, we can do and, that because we're in Texas. So the weather is yeah, usually okay. Yeah. I mean, it's like yeah. 82 yesterday and it's November. <laughs> it's November whatever. We can hope it'll right get now. down into cooler weather when it's uh, yeah. time yeah. to go on walks. Yeah. So we do on walks and I don't know if you guys do anything besides chat, but a lot of times my kids are not super excited about going on walks. And so we'll play games as we're going on walks and we'll count steps and then predict how far we've gone when I announce a time. So it's been 10 minutes. How many steps have you gone? How much, how much, or how we've gone this many steps? How much time do you think it's been gone by? Just to start estimating like time and space and distance. Um, so just, you know, little conversation about little mathy stuff. I'm wondering, do you ever look at like the house numbers and say, Hey, can you factor that? Or is that a, <laughs> that's, or... a that's a me running thing, <laughs> not a kid walking thing. Well, that's only when you run. You don't do when you... Um, I should, I should totally do that though. I, I hadn't <laughs> considered that. I, I, will, I, I mean, you, you used to chide me a little bit. You're like, you know, Pam, when you're running, cause yeah. I, I jog Kim runs. I used to jog till I had knee surgery, long story. Anyway, but she would say, you know, like when you're doing that, don't you, you know, look at the license plates and begin to wonder. And I was like, no, until yeah. I built more relationships. Yep. And now I can, now I own more. So it's, it's, I actually can play with stuff. So play with whatever numbers that you see um, that totally can work. We also talked about things that we do on car trips. Now I'll be honest. My kids are not as excited to play car trip, car trip 
games. I can't mm-hmm. say that together. Um, so I have tried lots of games. I, I think it is partly because uh, a couple of mine get car sick. And so they're like, stop, mm-hmm. stop with making me think kind of things. Mm-hmm. We do play a game called cows on your side. Um, where if you, as we're driving down the road, if you see cows on your side, then you say cows on my side and you get a point. If, uh, if you first see the cows on the other side of the car, then you say cows on your side, then you get two points and they have to lose a point. Oh, so you can totally keep track of points if you want to. Um, we, we have go- totally gone on car trips with the team, especially when we're going to film. And so we're yes. all in my van and we're driving to, and, uh, uh, no one will play with me, which is kind of tragic, <laughs> except Sue. Sue, Sue will, will play. play with me, kind of. kind of. She has her own version where she just will randomly yell out, cows on my side, or she'll yell out things like, buffalo on your side, or sheep on my side, or it's just kind of like it almost could be road sign on my side. It doesn't really matter. Sue will just yell out some funny thing on her side, and we don't really keep track of points. But anyway, so if you want to play points, cows on my side can be fun depending on if you're driving somewhere that has cows, yep. which I guess I always grew up in a state that had cows. Do, do all of the United States states no. have cows? No. All right. On Twitter, I want to hear from you. If you are in a state where you will never see a cow, I want to hear from you. I mean, if you live in a city, Alaska. a big city, I get it. But if you get out of the city, I've been in New York state, there are cows. Anyway, moving on. Uh, Kim, you actually play games with your kids in the car. Give us just a couple quick ones. So we, I think we've talked about this before. We, we wonder a lot. So my kids will, um, I've always tried to just wonder aloud, like we've suggested several times here. And so they will wonder aloud as well. And so we'll wonder things about mileage signs or how long until, or if we're going this fast, how long until we get there, if it's this many miles, um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I think we've talked about this before. Maybe not. How, how far is, is how far, you know, how far are we going? How far have we gone? So yeah. if we've gone that far, is it going to take us, you know, we're going to speed up, slow down. Yep. yep. Yeah. Just all sorts of rate questions. Mm-hmm. Totally cool. So y'all, maybe the most important thing to think about, uh, as you're sort of maybe spending some more together time, maybe trying to bring some math conversation into it is just involve everybody in your thinking. Wonder aloud. Ask them how they're figuring things. Share your thoughts. Just sort of put it out there and kind of see what happens. (laughs) So if you want to learn more math and refine your math teaching so that you and students are mathematizing more and more, then join the Math is Figureoutable movement and help us spread the word that math is figureoutable. Thank you for listening and making math more figureoutable. To learn even more, make sure you register for our free challenge at mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. You are not going to want to miss the evenings of May 15th through 17th, starting at 7 p.m. Central. Math teaching, math teaching, go register now. That's mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. Join us to make math more and more figureoutable. And if you can't join live, register and we'll send you access to the recordings. We'll see you there.